Hey guys, just a heads up, some of the recordings from the original audio of this podcast did get a little messed up in the process, so we had to re-record some portions. It does mean it's a little uneven in listening, so we hope we did our best to fix it. As always, we are not professionals in this quite yet, but we've got a really great podcast lined up for you and a really exciting guest, so hang on to your seatbelts, enjoy the absurdity, and thank you for your patience as we're learning how to do this. On to the show. Molly Bruggeman and I, I forget which year this was, maybe this was like winter of 2017 when we were out in Chula, we strictly talked in a Southern accent for about two months. I love it. And we were like, okay, it's gonna either be like in two months, why, why are we still doing this? Or like, I don't know. You did this for what? Yeah, like why, why are why are we still why are we still talking about why are we still talking like this? Why not? What's that quote that's like you either die the hero or live long enough <laughs> to see yourself become the villain? <laughs> Literally, me as a gay. Hello and welcome back to the Gay Ergos podcast. I'm your host Lizzie Houston, and in 2022, I am getting canceled. And my name's Kiro Sullivan, and yes, my name is spelled like Sierra, and yes, my mom has already apologized for the spelling of it, and welcome to episode four of our podcast. Today we've got an awesome guest. It is serial monogamous dater, podcast lover, and dating app hater, Kendall Chase is with us. Hello, my name is Kendall Chase, and I am a walking piece of trash that I guess only is in serial monogamous relationships constantly. Hey, positive self-talk only on this podcast. That is literally, you just said you were going to get canceled. Your goal <laughs> is to get canceled, so no. I can't get canceled. I coach collegiate rowing now. <laughs> I feel like that would make you more, more apt to get canceled. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, you need to at least um, reevaluate your relationship with my dog, though, so you don't get canceled. Because Gunnel has already canceled me. She has, and we need to change this. So She saw me and she was like, nope, I don't want anything Nar. to do with that bitch. Nar, get out of my house. I'm like, sorry. I'm just going to go um, sit down. Yes. Well, Ken, we're very excited to have you on this podcast. You are our first uh, Olympic athlete. Uh, John Olbrice we had on as our first national team athlete. But we are super pumped and stoked to have you. Um, Kira, do you have any startup questions or should we have Ken just kind of go in and introduce yourself, talk about yourself a little bit? You know, what's your, what's your rowing background, personal background, all that fun stuff? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I do just want to say, Kendall, shout out. We are both Catholic school survivors, I think. Oh, hell yeah. Booyah. Yeah, I, I did my 12 years time, so I'd love to hear about your experience in that space. 12 is a lot. I got yeah, four. 12. Oof. Yeah. Oof. But <laughs> I mean, just, just to, you know, kind of go back a little bit, just because I'm an Olympian does not mean that I am like, you know, some some crazy you know normal I mean I mean I'm normal you're a freak I'm is this Olympians they're just like us (laughs) they're just like they're just like us I don't know I mean it's it's like I see myself as just like any other 
weirdo 27 year old and I just happened to have gone to the Olympics and sold my soul for five years but I don't know Olympians are just like us (laughs) love it love it thank you for clarifying that for our listeners yes (laughs) I also pee and poop and fart and burp just like (laughs) good lord regularly because like that's important (laughs) 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 on on a regular basis yeah daily (laughs) daily do you still eat as much uh as you did when you were training like full-time training absolutely not I would eat like literal shit when I was training I mean not literal shit but like I was a garbage can of a human like I would consume an entire Costco Cheetos bag in a few days that's beautiful you just have to like keep the calorie intake up and since I'm napping and working out for a good chunk of the day there's only so many windows of time where you can get in food so when you do get in food it has to be you know high in calories there are other teammates of mine who would say no. Like, I'm only going to have lettuce. And, lettuce. you know, that's, that's on them to eat, you know, 100 heads of lettuce versus five Cheetos for the same calorie, calorie count. It's, it is crazy how my appetite has changed. Like, I don't really get super hungry until, like, 11. And I kind of eat just, like, I'd say two and a half meals a day. I have, like... A breakfast and then at some point I'll have a snack ish like maybe a few chips and dip and then I'll have a normal dinner that oh. well we'll we'll also we'll kind of move into post training talk um but I want you to like totally just like introduce yourself give us give us the background all that fun stuff let let the listeners know who is Kenny Chase who am I that's a good question I'm still trying to figure that out um I guess, I don't know, where do you want me to start? I have 27 years to go through. We don't have, we don't, we don't have to start at year zero. Okay, well. <laughs> year, I, one. <laughs> year one. Kendall was born in San Francisco, California. And then when she was three, her parents moved her and her brother out to Evergreen, Colorado, where she lived until she went off to college. Yeehaw. <laughs> and has never been back. Just kidding, I go back for holidays, but. Yeah. yeah, that's that's where we want you to start. Let's start in Evergreen, Colorado. Yeah. Okay. So I grew up in Colorado. Um, from a since this is a rowing podcast, I feel like I should you know throw in some rowing stuff. Um, I started rowing my junior year of high school at a club called Mile High Rowing Club, and there are two rowing teams out in Colorado. Um, a lot of people like when I when they find out that I'm a rower and they ask me where I'm from, I say Colorado. They're like, "There's rowing in Colorado." I'm like. There's literally bodies of water all over this planet. I guess there's rowing in Colorado. Um, but like my classmates, they, their knowledge of rowing was basically zero. Like I remember one time I came back from a regatta and one of my classmates asked me how my river rafting trip went. I was like, mm, you're so close, but so far. But anyways, yeah, I started rowing my junior year. Um, my, I pulled a 2k and then immediately kind of was inserted into the junior system so that's when I started climbing my my little ladder up to up to where I am now which is retired quasi retired (laughs) I don't know I can't I'm afraid of commitment 
even though I am, you know, serial dater for many, many years, can't commit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, you know, made the junior team for two years and then I got recruited to go to Berkeley, rode four years, did uh, three summers of U23s, won five world championships at the under 23 level and then um, went on to the senior team where I, out of my five years there, the only two teams that I made were the 2017 world's team in the straight four and then the Olympic team in the straight four. A lot of, a lot of years of not success, but I, I prevailed. I made the team that mattered. So They all matter. I mean, I know they all matter. There's one that's just slightly more important than the others. There's only one that you can tattoo on your body. That's true. Yeah. Where, where'd you put yours? I know you definitely got one. (laughs) (laughs) I have mine on my, um, uh, my, my arm. Mm, I'm I'm, I'm not a bicep. I'm not a bicep bitch. It's not on my bicep. Okay. Okay. Let me know why. I thought you were going to say like left ass cheek. I was so ready for that answer. Uh, no. (laughs) I think you mean nar. Nar. (laughs) Nar. Turn my bum. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's just on my upper forearm. After your, uh, what's your next tattoo then? uh, Yeah. Do you Uh, have, do you have any in mind? I feel like you're, I feel like you're going to get tatted. That's interesting because I can't commit. To, I barely could commit to the Olympic tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Is and that I the was only like, one that you have? That's the only tattoo I have. So okay. I don't. I don't know if I'll get another one. I don't know. We'll see. The getting the t- <laughs> when I got when I got the tattoo, I was with um, a few of my friends in Ithaca, New York, and I was trying to schedule it in um, when I was in Ann Arbor visiting my good dear friend Lauren Schmetterling but there were no openings even like I don't know I just like was too late to schedule an appointment so then um we went to Ithaca and a bunch of places in Maine Ithaca were booked but there was a place that was like you know 15 minute drive away so I was like okay I'll give them a call and they had an opening and we pull into (laughs) what was basically a gas station and there just happens to be like this janky tattoo parlor there and um another good friend of mine Megan Kama was there and she was like Kendall like if at any point you just like don't you know you don't have to say yes like you can just say no and walk out at whenever you want I was like okay so we go in or we don't go in the door is locked like the lights are on, but the door's literally locked and we're just standing there. And I like, I called and made an appointment. So I was like, that's weird. My appointment's at three. It is three Oh two. We a little late, but it's fine. Um, and this woman comes walking like out of the gas station towards us. She's like, do you have an appointment? And I was like, uh, yeah, for three. So she's like, okay, we go in and she's like looking at her computer. She's like, you sure you have an appointment? <laughs> and I look up at this board that's on the wall and I'm like yeah uh, there's my name right there she's like oh yeah okay um so what 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 do you want what are you doing today and I'm like uh, well I'm gonna get the Olympic rings tattooed and my stupid ass when she when they ask for a pic like you know what are 
I need to give them something so they can like copy it and then ink it on my body. I give her a picture of a tattoo on someone. Like I don't give her the rings, like just straight up JPEG of rings. I give her a picture of someone else's tattoo. So she's like, okay. So she goes and like, you know, traces it and she, she inks it on my body. I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't look like something's off. Like the, something's off with the rings. Like they're too, they're too far apart. She's like, hmm, okay, we'll, we'll try it again. And so she's again, and I'm like, why is this, why does this look so, and I'm like kind of having a little bit of anxiety because I'm like, this is a, this is my first tattoo. This is going to be on my body forever. And Lauren was also there and she's like, just give her a picture of it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, right. Duh. And so then, so then I, I sent her a picture of like, you know, JPEG Olympic rings and then it was fine. And she used a, an electric needle on me, which I'd never seen before. All I had seen in my vast tattoo experience um, is just like, you know, the, the, like the major drill guns with the, the cord thing. I don't know. Is this like a Miami oh. ink or something? A loud? I don't know. I, I usually just get the electric. Little, little, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. So <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. She, anyways. It, it took oh, like God. 15 minutes. I love upstate New York. <laughs> and then and then we were out of there and I kind of left and I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and now I have a tattoo on my body. Yeah. <laughs> I walked into the parlor in downtown Geneva, which is an hour from Ithaca, if that 40 minutes twice in my college career. And I was like, I want a tattoo. And they were like, okay, where? And I was like, ribs, do it. And that was it. It was great. You know what you wanted though, right? You don't just, you weren't just like, give me. Give me anything. Uh, I kind of <laughs> was like, I guess I can just put this on my body. Okay. Yeah. You went, well, you went in, you went in, you flipped through the books and you're like, mm, that looks cool. I want that. Well, so I have a lightning bolt on my, my first one ever was my rib one on my left, uh, my left rib. It's a lightning bolt. And uh, it, uh, it means that I'm a force to be reckoned with. It was after my first like major breakup. And I was like super angsty and gay. Mm. I was like, Meh. Mm-hmm. it's a fucking lightning bolt mm-hmm. you you, you yeah. broke up with zeus i did i <laughs> yeah. did i did totally if only sappho was a god <laughs> totally um well kenny i know that kira was very curious about a couple uh different experiences that you've had as mm-hmm. an out athlete okay um specifically like your you know involvement with athlete ally and how you got involved with that you want to elaborate a little bit on that for us yeah you know if you're able to talk a little bit about your experience with athlete ally even touching back into your experience with you know catholic school how that was for you growing up or yeah either one i mean i could talk i could talk about either of those things i mean the athlete ally thing I don't know. I, I followed them on Instagram and was kind of like, oh, this is like a cool organization. And before the Olympics, I reached out to them and, you know, because I wanted to be like a part of what they were doing. And especially going to the Olympics, you have this like your platform. Like I already had a, a little bit of a platform going into Tokyo. But when you're in Tokyo, it's like your platform is just, you know, you have a little, little spotlight on you. Um, so like, oh, this is a great opportunity to, you know, 
use my voice and my platform to, you know, speak out for the things that I support, which is obviously the queer community. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to use my platform and do something good with it. So I wanted to join their team. And then they accepted me as a member of their team. That's awesome. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what Athlete Ally is, do you want to give like the elevator pitch? The spirit putting me on the spot here. Um, Athlete Ally is basically this organization that, um, you know, tries to promote inclusion and equality in sports for people of, you know, all ages. Um, they have like events to raise money. Like they had a fundraiser, an auction fundraiser where I, you know, donated a uni um, and a Zoom call. Like they have these fundraisers so they can, you know, spread goodness to the world of LGBTQ plus sports. Um, because, you know, we all need, we all need some love and support. And especially now with all of the, um, you know, trans issues happening in the athletic world, they're definitely, I think, focusing a lot of their attention on, you know, promoting, promoting um, trans abilities to play sports. So. That's amazing. Yeah, and if anyone's interested in learning more about Athlete Ally, we're going to link their website in the show notes. You can head over there, check out the current legislation and petitions they're putting forth, sign up for their newsletter, sign a couple of the petitions. They are, Kendall, like you mentioned, at the forefront of the fight for trans youth and their right to play. Um, it's a really serious issue going on in sporting world right now. And it's so cool you get to be a part of, you know, the visibility that they're putting forth, Kendall, and, you know, that picture of you with the <laughs> oar and the pride flag, like, it's circulated a little bit right before the Olympics, and I, I love that image so much, because I know when I was younger, I would have loved to see an Olympian like that, I would have loved to see a rower like that, and just know that there's space for me in this sport, there's space for me to be successful in this sport, and, like, that that's huge for younger you know queer athletes and queer kids and i know that would have changed my life a whole lot when i was younger so that's that's awesome and that's definitely a level of visibility i didn't have until until college really like what about you and your experiences yeah i mean i i don't know being i mean i did go to a very liberal school like berkeley is one of the most liberal institutions i think in the country um but there weren't a whole lot of you know out there were a few out um girls on the team um but there wasn't really like I didn't have like a role model rower who was out um during like I don't know my come my coming out coming into myself time um so I don't know. I, I, when, when high schoolers message me now and like ask me questions or like say that I'm like, they look up to me and I'm their role model and they, I make them feel more comfortable going into their boathouse. Like that is the reason why I, you know, am so open about, you know, my sexuality and who I am, because like, I don't, I don't know who sees my like posts or content or whatever, but as long as I can make, you know, a difference in like one person's life, then it's worth it for me. 
Yeah. And you also do like a really cool job of meeting kids where they're at. Like your TikToks, first of all, so funny. Second of all, so relatable, like, and just in such a way that like, it it's really easy content for like a young queer kid to find and just like stumble upon in the algorithm and TikTok. Like, did you like purposely kind of make a TikTok where you just bored or were you like, I'm going to do this for like really cool visual, like purposes for being out there like what what was the uh, motivation behind that I was just extremely bored during quarantine yeah and I knew that there was like a huge kind of gay scene on it well I guess I didn't know that going into it but once I like was in the app for a few days I was like why why is everything that's on my screen gay related and I was like oh there's an algorithm I was like oh I can make a video like this I mean my originally my videos were like very stupid and then they occasionally started to get you know more views and whatever um I I will say that my creative juices have definitely kind of like plummeted um since you know the Olympics and even like at the Olympics um I think I just I don't know I didn't have as much time to think about um content or what I wanted to do and even like producing a tick producing making a TikTok um is you know it takes a lot of time like even for just like 30 seconds it can be like hours of work it's just like uh, I don't know I mean I gotta it also was like I started to find myself caring a lot more about like what people would think after I posted something and like I would hyper analyze like I have like over 300 drafts in my like I don't know like I'm just I don't know it's like, do will people like this? I don't know. I don't know. And I just kind of stopped caring. And then I, I don't know. I just kind of slowly stopped posting consistently. Every once in a while yeah. I'll post now, but I don't know. Wow. I can only dream of the gems, the absolute gems that are hiding in your drafts right now. You, you don't want to, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing special. There are some, there are some, some weird ones, but we're just not going to, we're not going to go there right now you don't have or to ever. ever go there if we, yeah you can. hear me out auction off your your tiktok drafts <laughs> pay me a hundred dollars and i will show oh you a draft <laughs> just kidding number of your choice between one Choose and number one one and three hundred <laughs> you know you know good lord you choose choose one choose the one you choose oh my anyways gosh anyways i mean that's incredible that you've been able, I mean, you have a pretty solid following on TikTok and that's definitely something that I wanted to explore a little bit with you, especially because it does have such like a prominent gay scene. Um, has that kind of, how has that influenced, you know, you as a queer person? I mean, you already mentioned that, you know, getting people to talk, like having people talk to you and kids, you know, speaking out of like, you know, how you've helped them so much. And like, that's, you know, my goal is to be to have people on here to, to be candid and to have that platform and space for people to feel safe and free to be exactly, you know, whoever they want to be. Um, and I think just having that, you know, having you on is awesome for us and, um, even, even more exciting for people who are listening, who, you know, maybe, maybe do struggle sometimes and to see people have such easily digestible content. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I want to be at least show kids. I mean, not kids, but like really anyone that like, it's okay to be 
authentically yourself. And even with like just me creating videos, like I've kind of grown a little bit more like just being me. Cause like I have just become more comfortable in my own skin. Um, and I don't know, like even me seeing other people or other creators videos, um, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like I'm, I'm okay. Like I can see myself in them. Um, I don't know. I, maybe it did make me slightly gayer. Like I did slit my <laughs> eyebrow. I remember that. Do I regret it? Maybe. I mean, and you pierced your goes, nose. And I pierced my nose. This, this was like a, a, I, there was zero thought that went into it. Lauren, she was like, I want to go get my nose pierced. And I was like, okay, I guess, I guess I, I'll, I'll come and do it too. And then I um, basically passed out afterwards. <laughs> it hurt, right? And no, it didn't hurt. I just oh, like my, my body had a, had a, uh, what's it called? Like a vasovagal reaction wow. where I just like, I, I, I went like white. I started sweating out of every pore in my body. The guy was like, I have never seen anyone this sweaty ever. Oh my God. I lost, I lost my hearing and like things started going fuzzy in my vision. And I was like, uh, uh, and obviously as you know as a rower I'm like oh, I am so strong like it doesn't matter what's going on I'm gonna stay normal strong very strong <laughs> um and Lauren um the guy Lauren asked if she had Gatorade in her car she's like Kendall you want me to go get you some Gatorade and I'm like no so strong and the the guy the piercer was like no you should you she needs some sugar go get the Gatorade so I, I drank the Gatorade I laid down you know 10 minutes later I popped back up had had a hole in my nose and we were out the door wow yeah amazing you have quite you have quite interesting like piercing tattoo story <laughs> I, I know I was a little nervous about the tattoo I was like fuck if I'm like passing out with a a needle just like a hole in my skin like what what is it going to be like with a bunch of needle stabs you know but it was fine yeah I mean they're micro needles so it kind of just feels like the one and then I don't know after a while it just goes away you just kind of numb I just got one again when I was in California I just loved I want to I want a sleeve my mom was a lightning bolt a a sleeve full of lightning bolts no it's a California puppy oh sorry (laughs) are you even from California no, I'm, I try and get a, like a tattoo in like every place that, that I go to. That is well, Like I could get a California tattoo being that I was born there and I went to school Are you there. gatekeeping California right now? Yeah, get, we do not <laughs> gatekeep. We don't gaslight on this podcast. No girl boss you is allowed. Keep that. Yes, stop it. We are, no, yeah. Wait, I'm so sorry. I'm so girl. sorry. I, I we recent. We, no, no, I no, recent. we don't girl boss. It's not a good thing we anymore. Girl just, boss. You got to stay up to you guys. Gay boss. Oh, gay boss. You're welcome. Also, loving the, the little dangles. Do you also have a lightning bolt? No, it's a snake. Mm, but this is my twink so- look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just got a haircut. You're no. a little Justin Bieber. Shut up, you. <laughs> Justin! I used to be able to, like, flip my hair like the little Bieber, but I chopped mm. it. My mm. boss, when we had a Zoom meeting yesterday, she was like, ooh, Lizzie with a fresh cut. I was like, Thank you. No, my name's actually Justin. (laughs) Justin. I go by Justin now. Oh my Uh, god. Anyways. Wow. 
Um, what else? What else do you want to ask? Should we me? get to the repeats, Lizzie, or how long are we at right now? <laughs> uh, like forty, not even forty-two minutes. Oh, perfect. Well, you got, I also got to cut out like thirty of that for that's true. Take that's true. Five. Yeah. Yeah. So we're <laughs> we're fine. I also just paid fifteen dollars to to keep it rolling because oh, okay. otherwise it would have booted us off at forty. 40 minutes, which is stupid. $15 to you. Oh, I'm, I'm writing cute. this off my taxes. <laughs> it, is a, it is a business expense. If you Technically. Business. I feel like we're, no, we're going to have yes. like the episode and then we're going to have an entire outtakes episode just with this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally like David from Schitt's Creek right now. It's like, it's a write-off. It's a write-off. <laughs> Who writes it off? Where does it get rid of? To? It's a write-off. I don't know. Uh, that's that's me that's me right now um well kira i don't want to take your spotlight so you already stole my question wait kira is kira even on this podcast no, oh who's that who keeps about? me who's kira here there's a who's sierra around Damn. did you know lizzie couldn't say my name right <laughs> lizzie you okay I had, me, I had, I'm gonna. I'm 100% out again right now. She texted me like several pronunciations. Like, how do you say her name? I, I needed her to know. There's four other episodes of this podcast you gotta listen to to hear. Yeah, me. have you even listened? Yes, I have listened. You think I just? It, it just. It's my my brain. I'm just terrible with names. That's fine. Something something I need to work on. I uh, okay. do a really bad job of correcting people. So you could have called me anything close to Kira and I would just be like, yep, uh-huh. <laughs> I and tried Lizzie, to scare her. <laughs> Lizzie was like, she will correct you if you <laughs> if you say her name wrong. I was like, okay. No, I just correct Lizzie because she's known me for too damn long. And also we're literally doing a podcast together. How dare she? <laughs> Listen, take it up with your parents. They spelled your name in a weird way. It is Gaelic, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also so Irish. What's wrong with me? Oh, my family still owns a house there. I should probably go and do something about that at some point. It's like from the like early. Is it, is it one of those like, like like sheds that's in those you know yes. Irish pictures on like the hillside, <laughs> but like not no pretty. Yeah, the roof has a pretty. hole in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, though all the trees have fallen down from storms in the yard i mean it's it's not a lucrative place like it's literally just eating family money at this point i say family money as if like there's any there's none like we do it all by hand every couple summers and go fix it so what lizzie is trying to tell all the listeners is that she needs you to send her all of your money our patreon is now accepting donations (laughs) is there a patreon my venmo is It's just Venmo. And I would always out myself too when I was still anonymous. I'd be like, okay, if you want to buy stuff, my Venmo's Lizzie Houston. And then be like, oh my God, hi. And it's like, stop it. Well, don't you still, you still have like Gayer Goes merch? Yeah, I yeah. got merch. I always got yeah. merch. I don't yeah. wear my own merch, but I got merch. I mean, I own a Gayer Goes t shirt and I, I made a special highly, order for you guys. I, I know. I highly recommend. It's a great shirt. It is a good shirt. I feel, I feel very, gay and rower like when I wear it excellent yes. I sent you a bunch of stickers too you did send me a bunch of stickers thank you yeah got it Kendall you're doing a better job than Lizzie does to promote the Garagos brand here not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> listen I was 22 when I made this account oh my god I think there's a fucking spider in this room Ooh. Ooh, um, are you one of those gays that like needs needs the other other gay to go get it weak 
I just don't like spiders. You know what's You're the worst part? Bitch. Are you going to call me an emotional bottom, Kira? No, no, I was not going to out you as an emotional bottom, though. Now that we've brought it up, yes. Um, no, Alex and I, my partner, we are both the gay that won't kill the spider. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to hire someone. We have to call our friend who lives 45 minutes away to come do it. Is it Meg? It's Meg. Meg. And the, and the friend voluntarily drives 45 minutes to come kill your spider because you're both little babies. We also, like, give her dinner and shit, but, yeah, she'll drive up. And- <laughs> hey, hey, Meg, hey, Meg, you, you, you want to come on. over for dinner? Um, there, there may be something that we have for you to do, but, you know, come over for dinner. But she's a gay that doesn't just, she doesn't kill the spider. She, like, grabs it and picks it up and takes it outside. So she, we balance each other out. It works. Oh, she's, she's very, she's very animal conscious. I'm, I'm a, I'm a straight up murderer. If there's a spider on my wall, it's going smush and then down the toilet. Do they have large spiders out in Colorado? Colorado. (laughs) Um, I'd say they're like normal. Definitely um, like not as big as, you know, the humid states like, you know, Florida or New Jersey. Jersey. (laughs) I guess New Jersey is actually quite humid. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's rowing there is horrible in the summertime. You walk outside and you're immediately sweating and you're like, fuck, I gotta go row in this for two hours. Okay. I only spent a, a small bit of time down there for a minute. Lizzie, you don't remember how ungodly was at summer nats last year we were fucking swimming through yes the air. It was you're right awful. that was disgusting i what it, it's yeah, uh, all summer cooper county park yucky cooper cooper i hate oh, that cooper course <laughs> i won't lie i hate that course i actually slammed into a cement barricade in on the cooper river in a straight four and broke off the bow I, I, I mean, I didn't, I was wow. steering, but there was no buoys and my bow person said straight. And then Liz, we were doing like a, a, a piece, you know, like full speed and Liz Trond, this is a junior national team boat. Liz Trond took her launch. You know, she, she had to go around a quad that was coming down. So she took her eyes off of us for like two seconds. And then we rammed into this, you know, you know how they have those, um, drainage pipes that go into yeah. rivers and whatever there's we just it had a cement you know barricade or like a square around it and we just ran right into it like we were going full speed to a sudden stop like my hat flew off my oar went I don't I was like laying down in three seat and wow. Liz was she was you know you know those moments when someone is so mad they just like can't speak like there's no words yeah. so she comes over says nothing just looks at us and we're all just like shitting our pants like I mean we're also in shock like we literally just ran into a a wall and you're probably what like 17 uh, yeah I don't I yeah I was 17 and <laughs> she's like okay we're gonna we're gonna pull pull the boat in just hop in the launch oh my god and we're like okay and then she just like Beep, 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 calls up her husband Dave, who's like the best bully rep for the East, and he he had us had us a new boat in no time, and that that bow stayed on. This podcast is not wow. sponsored by Best Bully. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
think we should uh, start asking people what rowing course has disrespected them personally the most. That should oh, that be. Should be real, yeah, honestly. The crew, the crew yeah. classic course, Mission Bay. Really? 100%. I've never been. I haven't been yet. I feel so disrespected by Mission Bay. I mean, if you're not in the inside two lanes, you have, there is, you can't, <laughs> no, no, you're just destined for DFL. I don't, I don't, I don't care who you are. I mean, okay. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that because let's see, this was my senior year in the heat. We were in lane one, Wisconsin was in lane six. They did beat us, but we also, they were so far away that we couldn't see them like as rowers and our coxswain started calling like Washington. She was like, okay, we're a link down on Washington. So I'm like, okay, we're practicing for like when we're actually racing Washington, you know, like we're doing a visualization mid race. Okay. We didn't really plan for that, but that's fine. And then all of a sudden I kind of like take a peek over with like 500 to go. I'm like, there's a, that's an actual boat over there. What the hell? But then we ended up beating them in the final. So it's fine. Hey, there you go. But anyway, anyways, the, the mission Bay crew classics course is my least favorite course I'm on the face sure. of the planet. Lizzie, how about you? What, Here, what course? Is oh, I was about to ask you what, what yours. I feel <laughs> what like yours was. your opinion is going to be a lot stronger than mine. I just sense it already. Um, well, I just personally can't steer. I'm very, very bad at steering. Like I can steer a single. Okay. I mean, I guess that's not even steering. That's just like, okay, rowing. Um, but I feel personally disrespected by lane six on the Google next to the Island. That's fair. I love the Google, but I also hate that lane, that one particular lane. That's fair. It um, is a dead lane. Yeah. Yeah. It's yucky. Um, I think for me, I've been the most disrespected continuously by Lady Mercer. Um, I've never seen that <laughs> river flat except for arriving for a race and then immediately watching it turn to white caps. So <laughs> definitely <laughs> Mercer, 10 out of 10. Actually, zero out of 10. Try spending five years of your life training on yeah, Lady Mercer. I- commend you i think that's more impressive than anything else you've ever achieved is just existing on that race course <laughs> yes thank you thank you for your support honestly it got to a point where like i would see white caps and be like hmm, okay we're just we're just we're gonna go out it's not gonna be an effective row at all or efficient like i'm not gonna get a workout because i'm gonna be like fuck, 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 the whole time but you know we're gonna go row out in it yeah it's fine <laughs> Well, you have lots of experience with Mercer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm very curious about your time with the training center and like what kind of relationships looked like, whether platonic, romantic, like what, what are, I'm sure it's very different than like collegiate vibes. Um, um, it is, to a it is degree. different. It's the same. Well, it's similar, but also very different because you know in college you're all obviously you're both in on both national team and college you're on a team in college you're working for like team team title like a lot of things are team you know multiple boats for a team title Mm -hmm. and the dynamic on the national team is you know you're still a part of a team but it's like you you care a lot about like your position I mean, not to say that you don't care a lot about your position in college, but it's like, if you, you know, like you want yourself in the boat, like if, it, if it's like a, 
you know, a 1v, 2v situation in college. And it's like, okay, I'm, I know the 1v is going to be faster with me not in it. Like, I will make the 2v faster. That's okay. But like, on the national teams, like, I want to be in the priority boat. You know, like, you're not working towards a common goal as a team. Sure, you're working towards a common goal of winning as a boat. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's similar. It's similar, but different. No, that's, that's really fascinating. That's very different insight than what I've, I mean, I haven't really heard anything otherwise. I haven't really asked that question before. <laughs> totally it's new information. Like a really, yeah. Very new information. I love when new, you learn new things every day. Um, I mean, it just, it does seem like you guys all have like a very amazing and, and um, like the bonding seems to be wonderful, like a, a normal team. And it, I, you wouldn't really guess that there is kind of that, like, I don't want to say selfishness, but it's like, I want this, you know, it's, it's yeah. Like, I mean, you want, you want your teammates to succeed right? as it is. It is a hard, but like, gosh, making the Olympic team, I like, I was one of the last seat races, um, for, you know, the squad. And it was between me and Molly Bruggeman and like, I like, obviously I was so happy and excited and proud of myself for, you know, I guess earning my spot, but at the same time, me earning my spot had just totally stripped Molly of achieving this like lifelong goal that she had set out. So it's like my success is another one of my good friends failures. So it is, it is an interesting balance. It's not, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's sports. It's sports. There's not a whole lot of like win-win situations out there. Like someone is going to lose and someone is going to win. So I don't know. It's just the nature, nature of the sport, especially in rowing with a lot of, you know, sea races and you're competing against your best friends and, you know, you want everyone to succeed, but you to succeed, you want everyone to succeed, but you also want yourself primarily to succeed. So I don't know. It's hard. It's different, but just the nature nature of athletics nature nature yeah no that makes that makes a lot of sense uh i know we could probably talk for a million years about all things gay and rowing but i think we should uh visit our repeat questions and then kendall we're just gonna have to have you back on again i mean uh, yeah we might have to just we, have we you could again do, we could do Ken- kendall round two um growing up i tend to navigate towards asking um uh cartoon characters but this can also be kind of whatever you want it to be but um who was your gay awakening from television growing up you know I heard this question in the first episode and I thought about it I was like you know this answer isn't isn't really I don't don't feel like a lot of pride in my answer but I'm gonna be honest I think it was Jennifer Lawrence in the Hunger Games. Interesting. That's a new one. Even though she's she's a total a total straight arrow lady. She's hot. I was like I was like wow that girl she can murder people, and she she stay alive, and, and she's and she's pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> Survival instincts. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So if there's anybody but, who listening who knows how to use a bow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, give me archery send an arrow to her heart (laughs) 
My cold, (laughs) my cold, dark heart. Shut up, Ken. (laughs) I don't think you're as cold as you think. I don't know. You never dated me. This is true. Ooh. (laughs) All right, next question. (laughs) Kira, you want to take this one? What's your favorite boat to row and why? I do love an eight. Um, I mean, I know you're both prefer sculling boats. Um, I, I don't. Um, but I love an eight, a good eight. Um, a bad eight can be bad. And I do love a really good straight four. But here's the thing. If, like, I would prefer a pair over a very bad straight four. Like, a, a bad four is just really bad. Like, a, a bad pair is better than a bad four. This is just... Anyways, if, if I were to rank rank boats, I'd probably say, say eight, four pair. But I spend a lot of my time... I do love... Okay, my heart is in the straight four. But if I were to just, like, throw myself into a boat and choose, choose an eight. That was a very long, drawn-out answer. But um, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. We appreciate your ranking system. Yes. Can it still be called a straight four if you're in it though? Ooh. 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 She no. said it. No. <laughs> she said it. Qua- <laughs> semi partly straight yeah, four. Yeah, if you weren't making that joke all summer, you missed out. <laughs> I know. No, I I I did think about it a lot. No one really ever made any joke about it, but were there any was, good gay jokes at the training center? Not, not that I, not that I know of. I don't know. I know. There's not I also you all a bunch of t-shirts, and there were no gay jokes. No, it's messed up. Sorry. I think people try to avoid the um the the well. I guess this isn't gay joke related, but like crucest, crucest, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no I get it. As you, you should all avoid the crucest. <laughs> no more dating. Hey, hey, sometimes you find your Sorry. person when you do it. Damn. Okay. No, I mean like dating your rower on the same team. Yeah, I did that. Ooh. I'm marrying mine. Ooh. Yeah, you're marrying <laughs> yours. <laughs> you are marrying yours. So, anyways, what's next? Keep them coming. Um, if you weren't rowing, which I suppose that you've already started to transition. So what sport would you want to be really good at? As an, I have two answers. One answer is what I am currently doing right now, which is trying to get into cycling. I have um, my indoor trainer just started Zwifting, my little, you know, Sims avatar bike person riding around the virtual streets of, I don't even, La La Land. Well, that's actually called Watopia. But um, I was about to ask if you've with, gone to Watopia. With, yeah, with one T. Like, who spells Watopia with one T? That's stupid. It's not even Watts. It's just flat. <laughs> Is it supposed to be Watts? <laughs> I, th- I think it's supposed to be Watopia. Watopia. Watt. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, I, I'm trying to get into cycling. Um, I mean, I do... I do really love it. We'll all see 
I'll see where I'm going to do some races in the spring and like, see, see what happens, but I'm not trying to put up a whole bunch of pressure on myself considering that's what I've done for the past, you know, 11 years of my life with rowing. But if I were to choose any sport ever to be good at and to succeed, I would probably choose softball, which I know is the gayest thing that's probably ever come out of my mouth, but it's a sport that I've never played. Lizzie, I see your face right now. Stop that. It's a sport that I've never played, but I have in my, in my mind, I have pretty good hand-eye coordination and I can throw a ball really freaking far. So, and I do love a good game of catch. I have, I have two mitts and a baseball in my, in my closet right now. Oh, dude, I'll throw with you any day. Okay. It's a little cold out, but you know, know, when it's not two degrees (laughs) and when I'm not sipping, sipping on a drink in Vermont. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> go play some catch. I love catch. Hell yeah. I'm sure Gunny would love some catch. Gunny hates me. So. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to change this relationship. We're going to turn it around. <laughs> I don't know. I feel, I feel a little hurt. It's okay. We'll, we'll fix it. I promise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kira, do you have anything else that? Um, no, I'm good. Thank you so much for coming, Kendall. It's been a joy laughing with you and getting to know you a bit better outside of just like the Olympian, you know, Olympians, they're just like us. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. thank you so much. My virtual, my virtual. Yeah. Self. Thanks for being here. Um, maybe I'll come watch you guys play catch because ball sports and I do not get along even a little bit. Yeah. Not for Balls. me. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, you just you just like to sit on your ass and go back. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, or or did? Yeah, I, I did the running and dancing for a while, but uh, yeah, here we are in boats doing stuff. What about you, Lizzie? Anything else? It's a pleasure as always, and I will have you over anytime, and we'll have some beers and play some Mario Kart, and you can fix your relationship with my dog. Mm-hmm. I gotta teach you liars dice. What is that? No, we we haven't talked. It's my favorite oh, game. Oh hell ever. yeah! Okay, we'll we'll talk about this offline. <laughs> okay, I always have fifty dice with me. Basically, where I, I honestly go. believe that. That because it's true. <laughs> I literally believe <laughs> it. As always, thanks so much for listening. You can give us a follow on Instagram at CoxlessQueer. Subscribe, like, leave a review, send this to your friends, and DM us if you think there's anyone that we should have on catch you guys next time. Stay queer, stay fast, keep moving those boats.